0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed in this episode are not to be construed as medical advice.
1: Welcome to Demystify Beauty, a weekly podcast about creating transparency in the beauty space. I'm Mackenzie Westmore.
0: And I'm Paul Tupolian. Yes. Hey, like your cheeks, your makeup, especially right now today, just luminous.
1: It's beautiful. You did a great like job. Like it? Yeah. Thank you very do, much. Do you know a little thing about makeup, maybe? Or just a just a few things. Not not the best, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually a joke, and all jokes aside, I do like do joke about this that coming from a family of makeup artists, that it skipped a generation with me because I'm not a makeup artist, but I do say that I bleed mascara.
0: There we go. You bleed mascara. I love that. <laughs> right.
1: It's just in the gene. So How are you doing?
0: Good. Working hard. In between patients again but i love doing this and taking a break and uh, uh, you know it's i think we're going to go through some kind some of questions. cool questions which is great because these are questions from our audience and so we're going to spend some time answering them.
1: i love this so kick it off you're the first one i see on the list
0: it's to me do you believe ai artificial intelligence will take over the medical world um well first of all just to let you know, they already have you know robots in surgery, but right. again, someone's controlling the robots, Da Vinci, and they're doing a lot of uh, head and neck surgery. Um, they're doing actually a, abdominal surgery with that, you know, general surgery. So they do that, And again, that's not AI. I do know <clears throat> it was interesting. I went to one of these um, the AI chats. And I said, how do you do a rhinoplasty? And it populated after about 30 seconds or something some crazy time like that. And it was pretty good. I mean, it really wasn't bad. I think that AI is going to have a place in medicine. But when it comes to medicine, I feel that you can't, you know, like in movies and stuff, they all just use robots and AI and stuff like that. But if you notice, there's always a human, That's part of that. So I'm going to say, at least in my lifetime, I don't think AI will take over. Do I think that it will be important? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I would hope that it doesn't take over. That means we would obviate the need for humans. No more doctors. Yeah. I don't think so. So there's my first question. Your turn.
1: My turn. (laughs) So how do I think AI will affect the field of makeup? Um, we're already seeing it be affected. Um, I think one of the best examples for both you and I in our industries and in our fields was actually, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the, the newest black mirror, and there's a whole episode about AI and how it's taken over and Selma Hayek's likeness is being used in a Streamberry, which is a Netflix uh, show. And it's, it's a fascinating take on what we're already seeing in some, some ways. I heard about um, that.
0: I heard about that show.
1: Oh my I hear god, it's pretty cool. You've gotta see it. I plowed through every episode. there's one I'm missing actually. It's called Black Mirror. It's Black Mirror. It's so good. But that particular episode is, is actually a little scary because of the AI concept and terms and conditions. Um, because it's you know, who really reads their terms and conditions when they sign up for a lot of these things? That's and right. it's a really a commentary of you better read those things. I, I don't want to give anything away. Just from so, here on out, so to, to. read your terms and conditions, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I got to so, start yeah. doing that.
1: So yeah, so going back to this, with makeup, we're already seeing it to a certain degree because really, you pick up your phone, you you can go on Amazon, you can look at a, P, like a, a lip gloss and put your photo in. And it'll show you how the lip gloss or the lip liner or how the makeup looks on you so we're already seeing little bits and pieces now there is a a fight going on right now for actors and sag uh looks like it's going to strike um because of ai and yeah yeah because of ai taking over and actors likenesses and and as actors we're fighting against that
0: well wait a minute what can you explain what you're talking about, what do you mean take over? Yeah, yeah. Hel- help me with that.
1: Meaning that, you know, if, if AI takes over, and in, in taking over meaning that as actors, we give up our likeness. Or you have the big, like I said, the Hayek in, in this Black Mirror episode gives up her likeness, which could means that they could take your face and use it to any capacity they want, doing anything they want, which is a terrifying thing, and it's a fraction of what they're, what, what I'm hearing, the money that would be given is a fraction of, of what is being paid out now. So that means anybody's likeness could be used absolutely anywhere and, um, make very little money. So if that's the case where we see that happen with actors, because we're already seeing it with writers, uh, who's to say that's not going to replace makeup artists someday? That's a, t- that's a scary thing.
0: So you're telling me then, if you sell your likeness for like this movie,
1: mm-hmm. Black
0: Mirror, and you said Selma Hayek or whatever. Yeah. Or if that's what... Does that mean they can make that AI or whatever it was act or something mm-hmm.
1: so... Yep.
0: So in other words, when you're seeing someone act on TV, it's not really them, it's a artificial intelligence? You're Correct. Like, mm-hmm. It's an artificial
1: intelligence. I I'm, I don't know to what degree it's at right now. It might be that it's it's somebody else in you know those like green screen suits with the little dots all over them. I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but they plug on the face of a celebrity. So wow. it's a little scary. Yeah, it's a little scary where the industry is going. And and that's why there is a fight against it. Now when we talk about makeup, I mean that would just be a natural progression. If you're replacing writers and actors, well why isn't Makeup eventually going to get replaced now, if you're talking about makeup products i i don't personally I don't foresee just like you I don't see that happening in my lifetime because women love to wear makeup humans still exist <laughs> the day robots take over the world is the day we will we will lose all makeup Pretty
0: interesting all right here's my next is the show nip tuck accurate to the plastic surgery Ooh. Um, so That's a good to, one. Yeah, I used to love watching that. Me too. And actually, our working title for Botched was Nip. Instead of "Tut." We placed the T with an F. <gasps> so when we went to pitch it, it was Nip. I love
1: that. Wow. Why did it get changed? And so, for, well, first of all, why did it get changed? And then is Nip Tuck" accurate?
0: So one, we're not, you can't use that. You know, hey, Nip. Nip F'd you can, you know, maybe you could do F copy, apostrophe E D, you know, whatever,
1: ah. but, but it was,
0: but it's still when we went to all the interviews um, and we were pitching the show originally, it was that. And then I, uh, that. I think if I'm not mistaken, he came up with the name botch, which of course is a great name. Yeah, no, of course it's, it's, I mean, so a small part could be accurate or the ideas could be accurate. But taking it to the next level, what they did—whether it was, you know, the doctors using drugs and these crazy surgeries and having sex with the patient on the operating room table and all that stuff—no,
1: oh, come on, now, Dr. Nassif. <laughs> I, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure something like that could have happened with other doctors' offices, and I'm sure it just was taken to the extreme limit. But it was a great show. Yeah. So is it realistic in real life? No. Maybe dumbing it down by about ninety percent than you got real plastic surgery. Now, in my office, in my life, without the drugs, sex, and rock and roll, or maybe the rock and roll, (laughs) my office will be not as mellow as maybe a regular plastic surgeon because we have so much stuff going on, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're always having fun. All right, your turn.
1: Your office is awesome. That's all I gotta say. Um. Okay. So mine now. Uh, do you still keep in touch with anyone from Face Off? Uh actually, absolutely everyone. It was uh, very much a family show, and you got to remember that. You know, my my dad was the mentor, so there's number one. I married one of the judges. There's number two. Wow. <laughs> So the other judges, uh, Glenn Hattrick, I still keep in touch with. V. Neal, um, still keep in touch with. Neville Page actually designed um, an alien for me on the latest Picard. And he, as a, as a tribute to my family, called it ROMsu, which is Westmore spelled backwards. And I got to go on and play it. So that was, um, you know, the fun that Neville and I have and as far as the producers go i still keep in touch with them as well because they became brothers to me so it really is it was and it wow. still is a family show
0: that is kind of cool especially your dad is the mentor which he's great love those stories yeah all right here's my question can you tell if someone has had work done but won't admit it huh. so if the work if anyone can tell if you've had bad work because yeah. you can see it, whether it's the nose, the eyes, the face, the breasts, whatever it is. So that's common sense for all of us out there to know somebody had plastic surgery because they look usually odd or very different. Now, if it's a friend of yours and they had good plastic surgery, or if someone walked down the street and their face is good, or their eyes look good, their nose looks good, they look natural, you might say, well, that person at 65 really looks good. I'll bet you she had her eyes and her face done. Right. But good plastic surgery in general, it's not obvious. They just look good. Unless you see it before and after. Both. And have
1: you ever had a patient that has lied to you?
0: All the time. And nailed it. All the time. Really? Never had a really? facelift, never had the eyes done. And I'm examining and I see scars and all that. I go,
1: <laughs> hello. Sorry, but you did.
0: You know. <laughs> right, I never have my nose done. We go inside; it's all scarred tissue. Yeah, and oh you did.
1: Oh my god, that's so stupid. Do people lie? I'm ah, sorry.
0: That's okay. All right, your turn.
1: All right, my turn. Um, okay, your makeup in Star Trek Picard. Okay, there we go. Was so intense. How long did it take? Is it hard for you to sit, sit to sit still so long? Um, Wait a minute. It wasn't. Hold on. So I played an alien on Star Trek Picard.
0: <laughs> were you a recognizable alien?
1: No, Not so at it was all. The,
0: kind of like an extra kind of thing.
1: Every, yeah, it, well, the, the, here's the thing that stinks is that they were going to make it a more regular character. And I had an issue with the, the time. Now here's something that involves you, Dr. Nassif I had an issue with the smoke on set and this is right before you and I did surgery. Um, come to find out that really I wasn't having lung issues. I was just sick from too many fillers. So I wish I had done Picard after our surgery because I probably would have been able to withstand the smoke better.
0: What's smoke?
1: So on set, they like to use fake, um, fog smoke to give atmosphere. Um, they did that on face off and it, I, it drove me nuts. Um, and they did it on Picard. The tough thing with Picard is that because I was, my face was fully covered, bald cap, everything. Had a white wig, um, I mean, every piece of me was covered. It was difficult to breathe in that makeup anyhow because the nose, it was this little like, um almost like a, you know, from a Whoville kind of nose yeah. and it came all the way down to here. So two tiny little nostrils to breathe out of. So it was a lot of mouth breathing. Um, So that made it a little more difficult, but I, again, I think I could have handled the smoke a lot better post-surgery. So going back to the question though, um, it was an intense makeup because it was a a full face here, all the way to here, it wrapped around here, it came all the way, bald cap, wig. And then you got to remember the costume is almost like what I'm wearing, but a little higher neck, a little tighter, tight costume. Um, I remember we were filming in Santa Clarita in the middle of the summer. Oh, and it was wow. Three degree digits. Um, three digits. And I'll never forget that heat was just so intense. And they can't really keep the air conditioning going on sets like that right. because you've got the foggers. You've got the what smoke to, to give that atmosphere. So it was it was pretty brutal. And the makeup itself, they moved pretty quick. I would say it was maybe four to five hours of makeup. You take breaks here and there. I mean, I, it was far worse for me when I did Face Off because that was 12 hours. And that was three characters back to back. So 12 hours was tough. It starts to get tough after a while, especially having Tourette's. Like it's a little tough <laughs> to stay still.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's so. When you say that, I mean, I'm, I hate, but I mean, I hate saying, listen, I'm sorry, you got Tourette's, but the way when you make fun of it yourself.
1: Oh, I mean yeah.
0: You know, I mean, you're I allowed always- to make fun of it, but no one else is, obviously
1: can i tell you there's an episode of south park that is my favorite episode and it's based around Tourette's and it is so wrong it is so not bc but it is so as somebody with Tourette's it is so freaking funny because like you said i don't care to be honest with you i don't care if anybody else makes fun of it i'm not sensitive like i i'm not i'm not a little flower so i don't care it is what it is i have tics and it's you know it's part of part of the deal. It's part of who I am. So I, I kind of like it. it. Makes me who I am.
0: You don't you don't have the tics where all of a sudden you'll be talking to someone. All of a sudden you'll you'll swear. You're just come no out. no no.
1: So that's the misconception with Tourette's. Is it's almost like how they say with autism, there's a varying degrees. Same thing with with Tourette's. When somebody is swearing Tourette's, that's like all the way over here, where it's like maybe five to ten percent. It's a very small maybe five percent. It's a very small percentage my ticks will come out more in blinking too much um one thing uh my son discovered was that i and i well i always knew that i did this but i i squeak like a mouse when i cook
0: wait a minute wait a minute. what
1: I know can, can, I know.
0: can you tell us a little bit or can you imitate that wow. a little bit
1: i can in fact the first time it happened i was in class and i used to put myself in the back of the classroom because i would squeak and they'd be like what is there a mouse in here and i'd be like what are you talking about so school was tough but it's more like a
0: oh my god yeah so
1: that's my why...
0: that's kind of cute though
1: i guess but it's a little frustrating because what it is i'm trying to hit a pitch and so that's where like the ocd kind of sinks in and for some reason it's only when i cook i don't know why but it's only when i cook so i, I think as i'm so focused And when I get hyper-focused like that, I'm like in the kitchen. (laughs) So that's my Tourette's.
0: I kind of like that. That's interesting. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Barbara. Thank you.
0: Well, we learned again (laughs) something. All right. My turn. Have you ever had to sign an NDA for a client who doesn't want people to know they've had work done? Um, No, we don't don't sign NDAs. Really? Um, No, because as a doctor, at least I never had to. You know, it's not like you bring an NDA it's, it's yeah. basically, it's HIPAA. So uh, course, we have to be yeah. compliant uh, automatically. And so you can't, it's an automatic thing if, you know, you just, let's say I did surgery on an a celebrity
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they can't, or you can't, um, unless they give you permission in writing like we did with you
1: mm-hmm. to use right. your photos. I yeah. can send.
0: If they, And remember, they have to sign a consent and all the time they're going to say no. And so that's your, your thing. So the bottom line is you don't need an NDA because you're as a doctor, you're at a higher level of confidentiality. Then if you break mm-hmm. that, then they can make a complaint to the medical board. They can sue you, can do all those things.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not really, a, it's not an NDA. It's just HIPAA. You're, you're a doctor. So yeah. that's, you can't really Especially release...
0: social media stuff. I mean. I, I, I will tell you something. Um, years ago, a friend of mine had the permission slip about social media. And he thought it said yes, but it said no. And the person put someone on the one of the the sites, um, you know, one of the a post for maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm realize I made a mistake and pull it. Oh my gosh. This patients still got in trouble. I mean the, the doctor got sued a whole bit. Oh no. Yeah. You can't do that. Mm-mm. So you have to be careful.
1: Alright. Next one is you.
0: Yeah. Can you negotiate prices with your surgeon?
1: <laughs> um,
0: I think the more successful you get and the more your time is limited. If you're busy, the answer is no. However, you know, if you're afraid, I mean, there's discounts given mm-hmm. Can't really negotiate, but if it's friends and family, um, or if it's a newer doctor starting out and wants to get more cases in to build up their portfolio uh, of befores and afters, uh, you can kind of negotiate. If you act, you can you know, say, hey. I'll do your social media, you know, I'll give you a 20% discount or whatever. Mm. So you kind of can, but it's not really professional from the Board of Ethics standpoint of doctors negotiating with patients.
1: Oh, interesting. In regards to that. Good to know. That's a great, great response. Yeah, turn. My turn. Best facial products for combination skin. Um, well. Obviously, everybody knows that Hydra Screen is my go-to, and I do have combination skin. I also have eczema. Um, I find the the Hydra Screen is, is my daily go-to morning and night um, for for calming my skin, for keeping it supple and hydrated. Um, as far as like, I would say lie like other lines that I I do enjoy outside of yours, Doctor Nasif. Um, I do like Skinceuticals. I do feel they're they're a good one for combination skin. I do like SkinMedica. Um, you know, I, I get asked so often about skincare products, and I always tell people, well, there's there's medical grade and then there's spa grade, and that's kind of how I see the world of skincare products. Now, yours obviously goes into medical grade. I prefer medical grade because I want to see changes. <laughs> I don't want to smell like um, you know a spa. I don't care about that. I I want changes. I want to see differences in my skin. So the ones that are more spa level, I stay away from because it's just a waste of money. I want things that are going to make a difference and going to change my skin and and keep me um, looking my best. So that's my answer for combination skin.
0: Beautiful question. Should you bulk surgeries together and does it pose more risk?
1: Oh, that's a great question.
0: So, you know, if you think about it, it's nice to bulk or do combination of procedures. A lot of patients will come out wanting their nose done, or fly out, but then they see their neck, you know, their face and they'll add on in maybe a lower facelift, a deep plane facelift and eyes. So the good thing about that is you're healing all at once.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when you're doing your nose and you're doing these other procedures, you're healing all at once. One anesthesia. Yes albeit maybe a longer surgery. But when it comes to face surgery, especially if the doctor does a good medical workup, send you to get a good medical workup, EKG blood work. And for me, if you're over 50, you have to go get a cardiology workup, stress treadmill test. Um, if all of that is perfect, then there's no problem doing it. Uh, however... Anytime when you go into a longer surgery, with face surgery, you're giving less gasless anesthesia because we're using a lot of local medication in the area. So I'm going to say it's a little bit less, you know, risky. Shall we say? Because it's kind of a light anesthesia, but when you do a big body plastic surgery and there's a lot of fluids being lost. Uh, fluid shifts, then it could cause a problem. But I get everyone over the age of fifty to a cardiologist. By the way, all I have to just, get a cardiology workout and treadmill.
1: All of them do. Now, would, I'm curious: is there like a time frame of how long a surgery can go on for? Is there like a cutoff time where you know the body just can't handle it?
0: I don't think there's not like really a set rule of hey, you have to stop and blank out. But when it comes to body surgery where you're yeah. losing on this fluid shifts, you know, it might be eight hours. Okay. I mean, that's recommended, you know, for face probably a little bit longer.
1: When you talk about fluid shifts, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, when you have long surgeries and you're either doing a lot of bow or you're losing a good amount of blood or you're um, infusing tumescent fluid in them, you're gonna absorb a lot of that blood and maybe, I mean, a lot of that fluid in your system and you might get a little bit dilute you're, you know, you're between the, your blood and all the fluid in your system. So um, you have to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Doctors have to be careful of uh, what you're doing. Because also, if you lose a lot of blood in the middle of doing liposuction and you really don't know you're losing a lot of blood, and you're giving a lot of fluid; it can be harmful on the system. So you just got to make sure the doctor you go to is very reputable, and mm-hmm. it just really knows her or his stuff for that procedure.
1: Now I know you got one; you've one more question, but I I got a question. Go ahead. Through your years botched, not unbotched, what is the maximum amount of surgeries you've seen performed on one person at one time?
0: Probably 12. What? Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa. What were they?
0: Well, I think, I mean, this is years ago, but face and neck, upper eyes, brow, lower eyes, fat grafting, lip lift, nose job, laser, and then there's some other things I'm forgetting.
1: Oh, my God. Or Chittapoint.
0: Wow. So I've done wells I've done and those are maybe a little bit longer. You know, but as long as the patient has had a complete full workout.
1: Yes, yeah, I remember when you and I worked together, I was really impressed with all the different steps and different doctors you had me see to make sure between seeing an eye doctor for ptosis, between seeing, you know, all, all I, I was really impressed by that because I don't think a lot of surgeons do that. I, I haven't witnessed that with friends. Yeah, I don't you know. Every doctor is different,
0: but I make mm-hmm. everyone who matters their age go get a medical workup and EKG. I don't I care think you're your smart. age, you know. I
1: don't, yeah, because you're smart. you
0: know, you can always diagnose something that the patient doesn't know about, and then the patient could have a problem. So my right. goal always is to. Make sure that each patient gets a complete workout, no matter what the age is.
1: So smart. All right, you got one more question here.
0: So, are non surgical treatments as good as surgery for certain procedures? For example, fat reduction, we double chin versus chin augmentation, and liposuction. Uh, so, there's certain, you know, whether it's cool sculpting or the injections, the oxycholic acid to melt fat in the neck, other parts of your body, sometimes you can get results which are just as good as section, for example. But when it comes wow. to the chin, you might be able to get a nice result just doing, you know, shall we say, chin, um, cool sculpting versus a chin implant, a neck lift, Platismoplasty and skin tightening. But, you know, with something that, let's say this one was fat reduction for double chin versus chin augmentation. So if you do have, let's say, a cool sculpting, you're going to solve this. But if I was going to do a chill lift, I'm going to make a decision here do some conservative liposuction, go underneath the muscle, work deep to the muscle, a deep uh, neck a facelift or a deep neck lift. Um, And then you're going to put it together and you have a little bit of a bed of fat your skin. And God willing, you heal well. And you're able to do more in contour work versus if you're just doing a little bit of a, a small incision here for a chin implant, which I'll put this, and a little bit of liposuction. That can be just as effective as sometimes, but surgical results are always usually going to be a little bit more effective than non-surgical. Mm-hmm. It's a rare occasion. I mean, like fillers and all that stuff. Yes, you can do that beautifully. Or sometimes it with the products like Botox and stuff, sometimes there are things you can do better than doing something surgical. So you always want to you know, consider, okay, what can we do to minimize risk? Mm-hmm. Make the patients happy and kind of, you know, uh give them what they want, but as long as you explain between non-surgical and surgical, what the limitations are.
1: Because you're limited, obviously, with non-surgical. But if somebody doesn't want to go under the knife, there are options that could make a difference.
0: Absolutely. There's the microneedling with radio frequency, right. there's radio frequency alone, there's lasers, there's peels. Um there's, you know, hair transplants. I mean, there's all kinds of procedures, uh, skin tightening that are happening right now.
1: So I got a question for you. I'm sorry, I keep adding on to your questions. <laughs> when it comes to like somebody, they asked about fat reduction. Um, is, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Kybella?
0: So Kybella is the deoxycholic acid. That's where you inject. Mm-hmm. And Laura, when nurse practitioner does that, and liposuction. And she's very concerned about doing this for years. And she gets, every time she does it, thank God, knock on wood,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: she gets yeah. a great result. You don't yeah. want to use that every time, but it depends on what you're trying to do, you know.
1: Can that be injected in different parts of the body? Well, I don't think
0: it's FDA approved, but I know that people have injected the deoxycholic acid in different parts of the body. Sometimes it's worked okay, but most of the time when I see patients that have had it done, it do look good.
1: Really? So it's not like you can sculpt a six-pack six with it.
0: No, no. You know, because you don't know the result you're going to get. So sometimes you may not get the best result, and you're screwed, basically. simplest terms.
1: And how long does that last?
0: I think that's where that fat there, because you're you know, killing out the fat cells, I think it might be close to being a decent amount permanent. Mm, interesting. You know, with all these procedures we do, especially... Side of the skew I think that's taken someone already right there that has had has bad skew or has had bad treatments with lasers. And you know, doing all these things, getting things corrected, sometimes mm-hmm. the a combination of hands and the laser can do the best job, you know, because it depends on technique mm-hmm. and it depends on who's doing it, you know, and the laser. The quality of, it. Mm-hmm. I had a Moxie laser a week ago. You know, how are you liking the Moxie? I love it. I mean, you can't tell, but I'll tell you one thing: oh, your skin always looks. Yeah, so it was good.
1: Can you explain really quick what the Moxie does?
0: You know, it's um, the laser helps with texture, a little bit of tightening the skin. Um, you know, discolorations, uh, like brown spots. Huh. And so it kind of rejuvenates your skin. Also great for cancerous. You know, wow versions. oh wow good
1: to know might be sending some people your way
0: <laughs> i think we have one more i'll let you one go more. It. So,
1: favorite episode we have done so far oh my god that's a hard one because each week i feel there's something totally different that comes up so it's such a difficult one to answer because we've had everything from just you and i chatting to um Ed and Michael from Evolve to um, the doctor. Uh, what? Oh my gosh, the doctor for the bariatric surgery. That was fascinating. Um, Kirby Johnson. Um, okay, I mean we've had so every. I feel like every single week I learn something new. So that's that's just too difficult to say favorite one so far. I love them all.
0: Yeah, I think there's one that we're going to be coming up. with on film Jet and it involves evolve. That might be cool too.
1: That one I think is going to be really fun because I, I both of our results are in, so I'm I'm so excited to like be able to compare notes with you. Oh yeah, oh
0: your results you got it done too.
1: Yes, yes. Right.
0: So yeah, I'll be interested because you know I got them when um, they got sent to me and I didn't understand a lot of it. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Oh, you're in for a treat. I got. So tell that you will you, be fun. Yeah, have your results, you're in for a treat. And a life change. So yeah, I, I think we've got a lot of fun ones coming up. But I don't know. Do you have a favorite one? So um
0: far? I think this one coming up will be my favorite.
1: This will be. The okay. one that
0: we're talking about filming. And I think probably so far, and we're gonna probably have Dr. Dan Delion on going to talk about anti-aging medicine a little bit more. But I think our cardiothoracic, I mean our surgeon, sorry, bariatric, the bariatric mm-hmm. surgeon. I think talking about the Mm semi-glutides and all that was fascinating. Yeah. or about that? And also, you know, we have the semi-glutide licepic face or body post-weight loss, you know, and then they need a lift automatically. Uh, So if you're going to do something, you have to really, you know, know what the ramifications are. But I think that was because I learned a lot, so now it's my favorite. Yeah, that's episode. how I felt. I learned yeah. a lot.
1: That's how I felt. That you're right. I have to say, with that one, I learned the most on that one, and for that reason, that would have been probably my my favorite. But they all, again, they all bring something amazing, interesting. Um, Kirby's made me laugh like crazy because that was just <laughs> that was just funny.
0: <laughs> there we go.
1: I know you're dying on that one. I love him. That was it.
0: <laughs> So, I mean, we've had some good stuff, but I think we got a lot more to go, especially as we keep oh, yeah. diving into this. We're just going to keep increasing our, um, you know, as people reach out, then they reach out to us and say, hey, I want to be on your podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: especially, but the thing is, you know, as long as it's something that's real about inside and out, you know, beauty. Yeah. That's where it is. That's
1: where it is. It's inside and out. You're absolutely right. And I just want to invite everybody listening, watching, to please keep those questions coming. Yes. I'm loving this. I'm loving the questions. Yes. And I don't know. This is just so much fun. And and obviously, Dr. Nassif, where can everybody reach you on, on social media?
0: It's uh, Dr. Paul Nassif, most of the time. And I think now we also have a TikTok. I think the same thing. Just look for the little blue verified. I'm um, just like you. We have yours, too.
1: Yep. Same thing with me. I'm M Westmore pretty much everywhere.
0: That was great. And then we will see everyone next week.
1: Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Demystify Beauty produced by Gotham Production Studios. If you have any questions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram at Demystify Beauty or email us at DemystifyBeauty at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time.